Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This Sunday we commemorate the holy new martyrs and confessors of Russia, which is why we have uh, arranged a few icons here on the center and Logan. Uh, one being the basic for this feast, which has all, you heard in the hymnody, the various, uh, say, ranks or types of saints uh, that you can see present here in the icon. The bottom icon here is the apse from Stratinsky Monastery in Moscow that was uh, given to me from a brotherhood there when visiting, uh, was that about two and a half years ago or so? So if you've ever seen pictures of their new church or videos, they have a lot of live stream uh, of their, well, you can see the live stream actually the consecration of the church if you have four hours uh, to watch. Uh, but they have, it's a beautiful church, and this is uh, from the Acts, and it has uh, many, it has, if I remember correctly, the apostles up at the top, and then you have uh, various hierarchs uh, and clergy who uh, were killed under the Bolshevik yoke. And then we have St. Benjamin of uh, St. Petersburg, or Petrograd, uh, up here, uh, which I believe is Benjamin Ben Prothros, uh, patron saint as well. So why is a church in America commemorating Russian martyrs and confessors? Well, the Russian martyrs of the 20th century actually account for more martyrs than the first few centuries of the early church. We think of the early church and we think martyrdom. We don't typically think of 20th century and think martyrdom. But the 20th century uh, was not thousands and thousands, but millions uh, killed by atheist regime uh, in various countries throughout Eastern Europe, uh, etc. of the world as well. Uh, but it is specifically the Russian church because for us, the OCA has its roots and background coming from the Russian church. So you heard in the first, I believe it was the first hymn maybe it's the second hymn for the feast tonight, uh, there was references to St. Tikhon, uh, who was uh, elected patriarch uh, in the midst of uh, bullets being fired in the street outside of where they were electing him uh, to be patriarch, as the, the, all of the various complicated, once you start trying to get into the Russian Revolution, revolutions, you start getting really confused, but during one of those times, uh, and we also have St. Innocent as being a hierarch here in America, in Alaska, uh, so we have this, this is why we have these here on this iconostasis here, uh, this is for the OCA part of our history, we in many ways the Russian church is our, you could say, mother church, but now we're actually sister churches because of autocephaly of self-governance. If that word makes you scratch your head, you can ask me about it at coffee hour tomorrow, and I can explain to you what autocephalus means. Because uh, if I try to get into that, I would veer off course. So, I want to talk just a little bit about St. Benjamin. Where he was a hierarch that was put into the midst of a lot of chaos in becoming a uh, metropolitan of St. Petersburg. There was, at various times, uh, the government working against the church, and the specific uh, chain of events that led to him being put on trial 
has to do with the famine being in Russia, where they were confiscating. There was this kind of awkward, it's like either we're confiscating or we're asking, but then we'll confiscate if you don't do what we say, uh, from the churches. Because if you've ever actually seen pictures of Orthodox churches uh, in Russia or you know, et cetera in the old country, they don't have just icons from the last 20 years, they have icons from hundreds and hundreds of years. And over time, you may wonder why silver and gold and metal stuff grows up around the icon. Well, you, if you can imagine this icon not having a glass over it and it gets kissed every single service, you can imagine what happens to the pain after a while. It starts to go away. So what do you do? You put metal on it. You basically get an armor so that people kissing it it will take a lot longer for it to dissipate. Well, the communists wanted to melt down all of the gold and silver, etc. So it's like they work through the church. At first, you just, you know take you take the candle stands, you take uh, some of the lampados, you take various things, and then when they start moving towards the altar, that's when clergy start saying, "Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, stop, no." Or at least, if we're going to give up some of these things, we need to, of our freedom, offer them up for the sake of the people. Well, Metropolitan Benjamin uh, had a little revolt of clergy against him, where they basically blamed the Metropolitan Benjamin uh, and the church for not helping enough, uh, not sacrificing enough. <clears throat> and Metropolitan Benjamin basically goes to the parishes and the parishes agree, we will freely give, but we need to freely give. The government should not confiscate stuff, but we will sacrifice. There'll be some things off limits. We're not going to give discoses or chalices, and maybe even in some instances they did give those, but this needs to be out of our freedom. Well, this was published in the paper, and there was a great applause, and like, the churches are going to be giving. Well, the government didn't really like this. Because, as you can imagine, the government, what is the institution in Russia that's going to fight against a new atheistic regime? It's going to be the church. So, they trump up charges on Metropolitan Benjamin because they don't like that the church is going to freely sacrifice for the sake of the people, and they're going to put him on trial. He is arrested along with a few other fellow laborers, uh, a few clergy, and they are brought into the court. And it lasts a few days, if I recall correctly. And you can imagine, being in court, they really don't have that much to go with. But they sure do have a whole lot of people who want to get up and talk, who maybe some money has been pushed through, or maybe they're looking to climb the ranks of the party. And we have all these testimonies against Metropolitan Benjamin, even a positive testimony, one saying, like, no, he is, and they arrested him on the spot once he got out of the witness stand. You can imagine, and you see the lawyer, <laughs> Frank, I bet you think, the, the, the miscarriage of justice would be a, a not saying it strong enough. But you have Metropolitan Benjamin and those that were with him there on trial. And when it comes for them to stand up and speak, Metropolitan Benjamin does not defend himself. 
in some ways, how do you defend yourself against a whole bunch of trumped up charges? The, the fact that you could, he could maintain his composure, because I know, I don't know about you all, but if, if someone was to say something that I know, this is like one of the things, somebody says something that's not true, that raises the hair on the back of my neck more than almost anything, right? It's like, no, 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 that is not true, right? You want to fight, you want to defend, you want to... Metropolitan Vision just sat there. When he got up to defend himself, he didn't actually defend himself. He defended the other men that were with him, the clergy that were with him. And then he says, if you all decide that I am guilty and that you're going to execute me, glory to God for all things. And then he sat down. The verdict, as you can imagine, came back that they were guilty. The applause, actually, in the court, you might be want to applause, applause in the court was so deafening, loud, and cheered. The judge tried to calm everybody down. The defense attorney he said something along the lines of, obviously politics comes first, because it has nothing to do with what was actually he was guilty for. Metropolitan Benjamin and then the clergy that were with him were then shorn because, well, as clergy, they would have, if they were able to grow beards, they would have had beards, long hair, they put rags on them, took off their hair and their beards, and then they took them out to be shot. Because you know, if you were to put clergymen, you might have uh, some people not ready to pull the trigger. There was this constant undermining of the church. The faithfulness of Metropolitan Benjamin in the face of betrayal of his own clergymen, of the betrayal of his own people that he had loved and sacrificed for, the composure, the faithfulness to God and entrusting himself in God's providence, even in the midst of a complete farce of a trial, that he does not get up and defend himself and bluster and yell and get angry, but no, he turns to defend and show a Christ-like spirit to try and defend those who are with him. This is just one example among, if you can just look at this icon, the, the smaller one that has all of the examples of the ranks of saints those who were innocent, those who were killed because they had a cassock on, those who were killed because they made the sign of the cross, those who were killed because they tried to hide icons because they were burning the churches and icons, they just wanted to keep the icons so they could still say their prayers. This is why, and is especially important for us, not just because we're at OCA Parish and have a lineage back to the Russian church, but that these men and women in their witness to the truth are witness to the truth of something closer than Diocletian or a, a Roman emperor. But these men and women were, you can see photographs of them, you can visit still their houses in Russia, you can visit their graves, you can hear about from their grandchildren or their great nieces or their nephews and the faithfulness that they left that eventually laid this, the groundwork of the, the seeds to where you could have an incredibly 
new, new is not really important, but beautiful church, uh, the Swatinsky Monastery, dedicated to all of the new Russian martyrs. And if you watch the live feed, you can see a completely packed church. So may these martyrs and confessors of Russia, may we look to them, become familiar with them, because there's a lot of material. If you just Google around, find a book, there's many books that have been written to find about the lives of these saints, uh, to be strengthened in your own faith, uh, to be, pre be prepared even if you were to be betrayed or to go through anything like this, that you would be ready to witness to Christ, his truth, and his church. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have